Hello and welcome back to the Making Sane podcast. I'm the host, Dan Kelly, and this is the podcast, Breaking the Sigma. This week on the podcast, I'm joined by rapper, author, TEDx speaker, and mental health advocate, Shocker. Here's what to expect on this week's episode. I've been sectioned four times. The last time was last year, and before that was like a six-year gap. Not only has my thoughts brought me in here, but now you brought me into a place where you've left, your me, you've left me with my thoughts <laughs> in a wild surrounding with Is other not- people that's battling their thoughts. Like she just set the standards so high. She wasn't, in, she wasn't, she's not really impressed by a lot, which is good because that makes you always want to strive to like, work effort was crazy. Um, even when they took the body from the house, I left, I was in the park and I told them to let me know when they've taken it and I'll come back because I didn't want to see that. I'm such a visual person. I do everything in my mind. You had... This amazing success, mm-hmm. and then the label drops you. I mean, yeah, when you went through that, I mean, the emotions. Like, yeah. I went to hospital for, f- so that means like I must have driven myself insane mentally, literally. Never spoken to them about it. Like, they just got on with it. Like, do you know what I mean? But it, everyone's wired differently at the end of the day, so they might have not seen it as a big deal the way I saw it. This is one of the most powerful podcasts I've ever done on Making Sane, and it was so inspiring hearing kind of the rise, the fall and the rebuild of Shocker and hear about what he went through on his journey and how open he was on the podcast about his mental health and everything he went through. And honestly, it's just truly inspiring Shocker. And I recorded this a few months back now. So I'm so excited to kind of finally share this episode with you. And the podcast is also available on YouTube as well. If I can ask for one favour, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you're listening to this episode, please share it because I know mental health is a topic I want to talk about more on May Contain as it's so important. Definitely with males, but everyone to be fair, but it's so important. So if you can share this with a podcast, it will really help. Let's jump straight to the podcast with Shocker. Welcome back to another episode of May Contain. I'm joined by Shocker, who's Author, rapper, mental health advocate. I've been missing every TEDx speakers. TEDx. Yeah, I love how you added author in there. Yeah, that sounds it sounds new. We'll get to that in yeah, a bit. It Honestly, it's new. exciting, obviously, to kind of yeah share that on the on the podcast. Yeah. For anyone of the listeners who obviously um, maybe have not come across yourself before, would you like to do a bit of introduction? Um, author, <laughs> <laughs> speaker, TEDx speaker. You might be familiar with my TED talk about self love and my journey. Um, rapper that's where you, most people know me from my history of um, rapping and from Marvel and from Marvel group, yeah. days and um, so I'll say author TEDx speaker rapper mental health advocate um, I'm from North London Tottenham Broadwater Farm to be specific if people don't know what about Broadwater Farm you can google it it's got a rich history it had a negative. Do you, do you know anything about Broadwater Farm? I don't know much about it. Oh no, yeah. my goodness! It had. I was going to jump into it. I was going to say like, what was Tottenham like growing oh up? Yeah. God, do you remember the riots in years two, ago? Yeah. yeah, the person that got killed, Mark Duggan, he was from my area. Oh wow, Broadwater Farm, and they had another riot in 1986, and the police officer's head got chopped off. Jesus. Yeah, man. it was serious. So the estates had like a proper negative stigma following the estate, but now like. The new generation's done a great job of like turning that it, around. I was gonna say, what's the reputation like now? Is it like changed it's, it's a little bit? It's much better. Yeah. Like Heady One from Broadwater Farm, he's doing amazing things. Band OK, Abracadabra, all these people like they've changed it. They're changing like the reputation it around. Yeah, yeah. Like, I see kids in the estate with their camera phones out. Like, oh my god, we're in Broadwater Farm. I never used to see that. <laughs> I came back in a, the day. Yeah, <laughs> I came from a time where like um, you order a cab because there wasn't Ubers. Yeah. And um, they don't want to take. They say, "Where you, where you, where you trying to go to?" And I'm like, "Brought a farm." And they're like, "No, I get someone else." They wouldn't even they wouldn't start take there. you. Now it's like I've only time I've ever heard that. My mum um, from Salford, <laughs> yeah. and uh, her parents like from a rough area in Salford. And back in the day when she used to go out with the girls and was like, "Can we get a cab?" Like they wouldn't no, take her yeah, into like Oddsall same, in Salford. Yeah. Can we swear on this? Yeah, yeah, same shit, same exact shit. Yeah, it wouldn't take you. So now to see the transition from that to now, kids with it's their camera crazy, phones yeah. and like. Whenever I mention Broadwater Farm, they'll be like, oh, OFB, like Haley One. And like, they even like, they they do these like cookouts on the estate. So they'll put like a tweet out saying, everyone come to Broadwater Farm at like six o'clock. And like the estate will be packed with like, you know. Everyone. With, I'm I've never like, seen that before. Is it like very like community 
Well, every, yeah, like you yeah, say everybody knows everyone. Like. Yeah, 100%. Definitely community-led. Yeah, everyone knows everyone on the estate. You spoke about on a previous podcast about adversity and that mm-hmm. you kind of wish you had more of that when you was younger. What did you mean by that? Um, it's weird when I say that because it's like, it makes me feel like I'm not grateful for um, the parents I had. and like, But I mean like, so this is for anyone out there listening to this that's like doesn't have their dad in their life or doesn't have their mom in their life or maybe both of their parents have passed or maybe they've been poor for a long time and like they've gone through a really difficult time, yeah? I'm kind of envious of those people because that builds character. That when you go into the real world, like you know how to handle yourself because you've been through like a f- those adversities Some when you're time, young. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it prepares you. Whereas like for me, I had the pros and cons. I had the pros of like, being spoiled like by my mum. I'm my only child, no brothers, no sisters. Being spoiled by my mum, getting everything I wanted, just living the, they call it the soft life, living oh, the really? soft life. Um, I had all the game consoles at my house, PlayStation, Dreamcast, Mega everything, Drive, yeah, everything. Yeah. All my friends would come to my house and people were jealous of me when I was younger. Like, oh, you got it so easy. Now I'm older and I've been thrown into the real world and my mum's not here, my dad's not here and I'm struggling to like, cope and adapt and become a man and that's because i never had the adversities to build my character so that's what i meant by that i was just missing out that was the cons of not having those adversities when you go into the real world you're not prepared because it is harsh out here no one cares about it's like money yeah it's it's dog eat dog it's dog eat dog and you have to be prepared for it and so yeah that's what i meant how was your relationship with your mom when you was younger like Um, you guys course it was beautiful my mom was like everything like as I mentioned, I was the only child, so that like, was my mum's pride and joy. Like my mum was ev- like my mum was everything to me. Everything. And she gave me like the best the best childhood I could have had. Apart from minus adversities that I said I was missing, which like no one prays for adversities. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just a thing in her yeah, life that happens. happens yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like apart from that, like I really enjoyed my childhood, man. Like everything I wanted, like I don't know how she did it because she wasn't rich. As I got older, I look back and I think, where was she getting all that money from? Whenever I say, mom, the new um, MX 90s is out. I want them and then she'll disappear and then come back. Yeah, she'll find it. But I didn't realize, I just thought she's got it. But um, yeah, she she smashed it. Smashed it. My mom smashed it to pieces. Like It's amazing because I think that builds you like who you are today, you know, yeah. having them kind of like values and stuff. Yeah. And, Imagine like you learned a lot from from your mum, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll go into what I learned from her, but like my mum setting that bar for me was good because um, it raised my standards. So like when I go to nice places or I'm around famous people, I don't feel out of place. I feel like I'm meant to be there because my mum always equipped me with like nice things. Do you know what I mean? Whereas when you don't have that, you can go to like your friends, your rich friend's house and feel like, I'm not meant to be here or how do I use a knife and fork or like you know, all these like things. Self-conscious. Like, yeah, 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 you're like so self-conscious. Whereas when you my mom, took out like your comfort zone and like you put in like I a was new cool. environment. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I had the confidence wherever I go because like my mom made sure that whatever designers they was wearing, I was wearing too. So I felt like I was on that level. I know what you mean. When I was younger, like, like everyone at school was wearing like Rockport. Yeah. Do you Rockport? Yeah. No, I don't remember Rockport. So like, I was like, raised in like Manchester and everyone used to wear like Rockport and like there was like quite expensive like school shoes but they looked so much cooler than like this what everyone else was wearing so all like the the, the kind of like cool kids would have like the Rockport and you had them too yeah I did you yeah. see what I mean and I appreciate it now yeah. looking back like yeah you see what I mean so yeah. I'm happy my mum did that and what I learned from my mum again is standards my mum had like a really high standard how she like saw herself even though she wasn't like affluent and rich and that she still had a good self-image of how, like, she saw herself. Um, I would, I, I mentioned this in my book, which we'll speak about later, but I would go for a run just once around the park. I had a partner in Tottenham that I used to go for a run around. I'll go once around and I'll come back home, like, tired. And my mom would be like, why are you so tired? What did you just do? And I'd be like, I went for a run. And she'd be like, how many laps did you do? And I'd be like, I did one. And she'd be like, come on, man. 
she's Come that, on, like, she's that, ad, she's the ad dude that just going to the shop and coming. And I'm like, oh my, like my mom's standards are so high. Even when I signed my first record deal, my mom was like, how much did you get paid? What's the advance? And I told her, she was like, come on, man, that's peanuts. That's ch-. I just watched that documentary about Air about Michael Jordan and the mum was like such a massive figure in his career when just before you, he, he got signed um, yeah. for Nike. Yeah. She was like, I want a percentage of all the sales on, the, yeah. on like, the Jordan Airs. And yeah. like, Air Jordan, sorry. Yeah. And like, because of the mum, like, now yeah. he, he made like, what, 400 million yeah. or 500 yeah. million? Yeah, yeah. But like, they had to go to the mum to get yeah. him to like, go over to Nike because Nike wasn't a cool brand in the yeah. basketball kind of like, uh, yeah. world then. So yeah. yeah. Some... My mum was like, kind of like his mum. Yeah. Like, she just set the standards so high. She wasn't, but she wasn't, she's not really impressed by a lot. You know what I mean? She's not really impressed by a lot. You got, it takes a lot to impress her, which is good because that makes you always want to strive to like. Strives, yeah. Like the work ethic. Yeah. Like, yeah. And her work. Oh, I'm so happy you mentioned that. You was meant to say that. Her work ethic was ridiculous. Like I'll see my mum coming from work and then 10 minutes later, she's getting ready again. And I'm like, what are you getting ready for? She's like, I'm going back out for another shift. Work ethic was crazy. So I definitely got that from her. She was funny as well. She was, I got that, the, everything I got, I don't know my dad, so I don't know what I got, for, I think I know what I got from him actually. Like there's certain, oh, really? yeah, certain character traits, I'm like, nah, that's not in my mum. So are you in touch with your dad? Do you um, know, is that? Um, he pops up here and there. He pops up, like recently he popped up, but, um, and then he disappears. Do you know what I mean? But I can get to, I can get to him. I've got to, contact yeah, yeah. with his sisters and numbers, but like, he's been absent from my life for so long that like, it's, it's like I don't care and that, it's fucked up. And when you are that age now, like, I think once now you get I older, care, you understand. Yeah. I don't know, obviously, the full story, but when you, as you get older, you understand, like, because I know my girlfriend and she do not speak to her dad. Yeah. So I kind of. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm not bothered. But then I've learned so much and I understand the importance of, like, going to see him, making that connection understanding more about my history and just patching that relationship up on a spiritual level, like it's bigger than me. Do you know what I mean? But I just can't bring myself to do it. So it's just, I can't bring myself to do it. But I understand the yeah. importance of it. You said like a spiritual level, is like religion like really important for you? I yes. know you've spoke about yes. it, massive. Yes. yes, yes, man. God is at the forefront. And I feel like um, I'm not the kind of person to push the idea of God onto people. Like I was saying this to someone yesterday on the phone. You have to have a personal relationship. You have to have your own encounter. Something has to happen in your life that is beyond words, beyond your five senses that you can't explain for you to sit down and be like, I get it. I get what Stormzy means when he's singing Blinded by Your Grace with his heart out. And they're thinking, why? What's this God you're talking? Like, I get it now. Like, what just happened there was indescribable there's only you have to have that experience i can't force it on you yeah i've I, had that experience i've numerous. never had it yeah like, i'm like christian but like yeah because i like, got put on me like but yeah i mean was your mum like really yeah religious? of course yeah. my mom was raised a christian like, i was yeah. always raised a christian then i strayed away from it and went my own path and then i had my own like um personal experiences then i came back and then like, I did my own research. Then I kind of strayed away from Christianity again and then built like my own personal relationship with God. And then I just understood more, but like you have to have your own encounter. That's the only way you're really going to get it. They say who feels it knows it. And I understand that. Like if your parent hasn't passed before, you can't really emphasize with someone, empathize with someone that like has lost a parent. You just won't get it until yours passes or something. And you'd be like, oh, now I understand why they was like curled up like that for like one month straight. I kept telling them like, it's okay, get over it now. But you know what I mean? So the whole God thing, you got to like, I've I've seen so much. My life, I haven't had a normal life spiritually. Do you know what I mean? Just just in general, just what I mean, I've you, seen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. touring and. You've just, got, I can't believe like you've, you've achieved like so much yeah. when I was like really kind of like, digging deep of, yeah. of, of what you've achieved and stuff. And um, I, d- I did want to like touch upon, like, sorry, just like kind of going back to your mum. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. Obviously she got diagnosed with cancer yeah, yeah, and she yeah. passed away and, yeah. and you did this song and like, yeah, it's really touching obviously because yeah. like, you dedicated to her. Yeah. Going through that, mm-hmm. I mean, that must have broke you. I mean, 
did you have a circle around you to really get you through that um, at the time? Yes. Do you know what? Funny enough, um, I started a, this is where God comes in again. This is what I'm trying to say. This is where I can't explain this. So it, it has happens, to, yeah. maybe the word God puts people off. Maybe, so if you yeah. want to use the word universe, people, some people say universe to make themselves feel more comfortable. Some people say creator. Some people say higher power. Whatever you want to call it, it's really real and it exists. So it's like, before my mom got the diagnosis, I bumped into my old friend that I met Marvel times called Hussein Manuel. He's a poet. I don't know if you heard of him. Um, his mom passed. But at that time, I wasn't thinking of it as anything. Obviously, I was just thinking that his mom passed. You know what I mean? We've come back into each other's lives. He was helping me out a lot. Then he introduced me to this girl called Jamala and her mom passed. And then a couple months after that, my mom got the cancer diagnosis. And then I thought that was God's way again of like saying, I know what's ahead of you and I'm bringing these people in because they're about to help you at the most devastating time of your life. And they did. They guided me through. Hussein was always telling me like, yo, when your mom passes, it's going to be difficult. But after that, you're going to get this strength and you're going to be so inspired and you're going to want to do it for her. And he's right now. Like yeah. I've got everything, this, everything, yeah. do you know what I mean? And I had that guidance, like yeah. having mentorship and guidance is it's so important. It's mad that they got introduced to you. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Where did that come from? Do you know what I mean? How do you explain that? If you don't that? have anyone who's been through that, then it's very hard I to sit been... down with someone and then for them to fully relate or fully get it like, yeah. yeah and what would they how can they how can they guide me through what can they yeah. say to me they probably can lead me astray giving me the wrong advice so like um yeah how do i explain that do you know what i mean that's that's beyond my powers so um um yeah that was devastating though the whole um i was saying this on a podcast yesterday i was saying my mum passing even though the cancer was devastating I, this sounds fucked up when I say this, but like, I kind of prefer that. Like, I knew that she was gonna pass. That and like, because it's is it having time to like? Yeah, it's time to like digest. Because it, yeah, I always find it more shocking. Like, um, it's I, the sudden ones. Yeah, the sunny ones. So I had yeah. a tutor who I fucking like looked up to, like the first person to like believe in me. Yeah, and like find out one day on like Facebook, like he committed suicide. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, and like I've. It, broke me and yeah. I was more upset than I think the shock yes it. yes whereas like when I knew my, my, my grandma passed away during, during the lockdown yeah I was upset but I had time to yes. I knew it was gonna happen yes but when you don't know it's gonna happen yes. that's when it like that's yeah. exactly what I'm trying to say it's like I knew so it's like I kind of was like preparing myself and like um I got to like live in the moment more with her do you know what I mean like I got to like, I was saying it to someone yesterday, like she'll be in the kitchen, like you've got a kitchen here cooking and I'll just be staring at her. She's like, why are you staring at me? And I'm like, no, no, nothing. But I'm just taking that moment in. Whereas I wouldn't have done that before. I would have just rushed out the house or like glanced at her for a second and left. But I knew like I have to take this moment in because in the next six months or in a year, whatever, I'm not going to be able to, do you know it's what like I mean? Like, like It's like taking a mental picture because yeah, yeah. I'm not really a video person. Yeah. I'm like in concerts. I have, I've been to so many concerts. I've got none in my phone. They're all yeah. stored mentally. Like you can't fuck it. You can't like everyone now like, are on the phones and like, yeah. you can't feel like take, take yeah, that I moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, like, it's important everyone, too because yeah. when she passed, the images I had of her weren't really good because of how slim she was and you know, when they yeah. deteriorate and like, um, even when they took the body from the house, I left. I was in the park and I told them to let me know when they've taken yeah. it and I'll come back because I didn't want to see that. I'm yeah. such a visual person. I do everything yeah. in my mind. The same mind that took me to these mental hospitals is the same mind that like, I use for my genius. It's like, yeah. it's crazy. So um, yeah, I've got to be really protective of it. Yeah. I was going to say with like, your upbringing and stuff, yeah. like, you've, you've gone through so much. I know... Mm -hmm. You spoke about, did you get sent to is that Nigeria? Boarding yes, yes yeah. I got sent to boarding school for two years. Why, why was that? Where did that? Um, I wasn't doing well in school. I was doing terrible. I did terrible in school. I was like a class clown. Typical class clown in school. Just, just getting in trouble. Just coming like, to school yeah. every day to have a good time. Not even yeah. for education. Like I was just, <laughs> just to see the guys. Like, just yeah. to see the guys, not knowing they was getting educated. Like while I was making all the jokes, they're laughing at me while doing their work. 
because I see it later on in life, like what they know and like when we communicate. And I'm like, oh, you fuckers. You let me be the class clown while you like got the education, but- um, Got the grades. Got the grades. I did terrible in school. But maybe it's because I also, I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted to do from a young age. I started music. Uh, Rebel one as well. No, it's not. Academic, like it's not for everyone. Like some people create- And most of it is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And I teach you about like business or like even just like, I mean, as I got older now, I'm trying to start out, like trying to save more money now. They don't they just teach you about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I feel like I'm in school now. Like I saw a um, Nipsey Hussle interview and he said, in this internet era, you can literally put your headphones on and go to class. And I understood exactly what he meant by that because that's what I've been doing. I've been putting my headphones on, finding what I want to learn and I'll be on my phone for hours. Just literally like studying everything I want to learn. YouTube, honestly, I can like, pause got, when I yeah. want, get a drink. Do you know what I mean? Have a break, yeah. come back to it. It is sick. That's how you're meant to learn. That's how you're meant to Even learn. Even me, like YouTube, like, I use that all the time now, like to learn like how to edit a podcast mm-hmm. or, and like she's going mad at me, like, why are you on YouTube? Because I'm obsessed, like, I don't know, like people which have like gone from A to B and like yeah. how. Did they get there? How did, yeah, like yeah. what makes this person more special? Or? Yeah, yeah. That's how I think. That's how I think. That's that's where I've like graduated to in my life now. Before I'll see someone blow up in music and I'll, be, I'll just hate on it and be like, why did he blow up? Like he's only been like, for example, say someone, not Stormzy, I love Stormzy, that's my guy, but just using him as an example. People must hate on him a lot because he just came into the game and just... Blew up in the space of like three years. So imagine all the people that's been there for 10 years. It's all the people in the grime scene. Cause I remember his first album. He talks yeah. about like people yeah. like, within the grime scene, like hating on him. Yeah. Like, Cause he's obviously like making it like you could say more mainstream. Yeah. But now he's bringing more ears to it. Yeah. It's a bit like this influence of boxing. Like yes. the hate on it, but it's bringing it's more eyes attention. to boxing. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, you so can't, for you me, can't win sometimes. Yeah. I like, I studied a why and like, yeah. what are they doing that I'm not doing? And then like, if you really study Stormzy, you'll realize like there's so many boxes he ticks. Do I mean just as how he conducts himself? Do you think that's what makes him maybe yeah, different to the? Yeah, yeah, of course. How he conducts himself is important. Like he's extremely likable. Like I've met him on numerous occasions. We're proper cool. You can't not like Stormzy. That's very important because in music you are the business. Like I'm the bit. I'm here. Like no one's representing for me. This is the business. Like if you do something to me now, the shocking business is done. Do you know what I mean? So. Um, it's important to be likable because you take yourself everywhere you go. And then his faith, his faith in God is important because like, I feel like with religion, sorry to go back to it, I feel like if they want to get people on side, they need to show results. Because as human beings, we like to see things. Do you know what I mean? Even Jesus had to display certain miracles to let to shut certain people up. People have to see things. So like, if you want to make someone a true Christian or a true Muslim, let them look at your life and be mesmerized by the results and have to come and ask you, bro, what are you doing? Your life is sick. Then you can be like, yo, this is the work of Allah. Read this. Da, 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 da. Or, do you know what I mean? Stormzy's life is a testament. I don't care what you have to say. No one comes out in the space of two years and does Glastonbury headline and... I love where he thanks his mum all the time as yeah, well. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, he said his mum was the one that brought him into the faith. But like, yeah. his results is evident. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I want to be. I don't even want to speak about my faith. Like, Obviously, I'll speak about it, but I want my results to be a testament. I want people to look at my life yeah. and be like, he knows something. We have to, like, something's, it's, it's working. Something's yeah, it's going working on. For him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, something's yeah, happening because yeah. we're both human beings. Why is yeah. it not working for me? That I mean, and whilst it working for him, I need to talk to him, and then you can like explain your philosophies. It's like um, Seth Golden. Do you know Seth Golden, the Good publisher? Yeah, I've, I've he's been, a writer. He's I incredible. Feel like he's been on another podcast. He had a, yeah, yeah, he's been on a lot of podcasts. Yeah. He said um, the enrollment um, um, fury. So he was like, only share your philosophies with people that's enrolled on a journey. So if I'm go, if I'm a bus driver and I'm going to Liverpool. Yeah and you're trying to get to Liverpool, and you come on my bus, I don't have to argue with you because we're both going to the same place. I know it's going to be a smooth ride. Whereas I'm not going to force someone and be like, everyone get on the bus in Liverpool. What if you don't want to go to Liverpool? Do you know what I mean? So he's like, make sure everyone is 50% enrolled. So that's what I do. I always ask. People around you as well, yeah. Are interested. Do you know what I mean? Instead of me. That's why like when I see the people on on the the streets with like the flyers and the microphones, it's like, it's disturbing because people are not enrolled in the journey. I would rather have a table and say, if you want to know more, come speak to me. 
and just sit there. Yeah. And I know whoever comes, they came with their own free will. There's a thing like sometimes, like, you know, you're walking down out to a circus and like people try and squeeze yeah. it or put it on you. Yeah. And like people yeah. just don't relate with that. I want like, people to their come. Everyone's got their own life and yeah. going on. Like, but that's if why I want to find out more. Yeah, like that's saying, why music's yeah. so sick because like you're not forcing the fans. They literally find your page. Like you hit me up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I want to work. So that's 50% enrollment. Then I matched yeah. your 50 and now we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's how it should be. Yeah. That makes sense. How, what is your introduction? Obviously, we'll get to obviously the music and the yeah. single. What's your first influence to like music from a young age? Um, um, what was my first influence to music? Do you know what? All the like great musicians, like the Bob Marleys and the Whitney Houston's, and even before that, I had to double back on that. I didn't, I wasn't hearing that in my household. I think I heard Bob Marley in my household. My mom said I used to call him God Marley or something. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, when I was younger, play God Marley, God Marley. But I think I heard that in my household. But I had to double back on that later. But I was really like a grime kid. Growing up, yeah. Growing up. I was a grime, like, I remember I used to sleep by my, I had a radio in my bed and I used to sleep by it and I wake up and it'll be on. I don't know if that was healthy or not. Yeah. But, um, so when you're sleeping, you're still, when I'm like, sleeping, I'm still it, yeah. hearing it. Like, I was yeah. obsessed. I've been listening to Jamie forever on Heat. There was a radio station called Heat FM in North London, and all of them used to be on there. And like I used to, so that was the first music that really like did something to me that really moved me. Like even do you know Heartless Crew? There's a group called Heartless Crew, and I saw them when I was younger perform. And that did something to me as well. Yeah. And like I got something one of their like numbers yeah, yeah. in my phone now that I'm older and I'd look that's at it. Mad, yeah. And I think, fucking hell, that's a crazy full circle moment. Like yeah. I always love how like Steve Jobs says, like, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots like I mentioned that in my back, book yeah. too. Have you? Yeah. I stole that quote and Mate, I, I love it. it. Like I even yeah. in talks, so, like, yeah. I always like because when you look at the back of the dots, you, you yeah. actually see like fucking hell, I've got yeah, from yeah. A to B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really see that sometimes. Like yeah. you, you achieve it and then you're like, yeah. you want him like more or you're yeah. like, oh, this isn't not good enough. But like, yeah. I think as a human behavior, like yeah. we're always like it's true. seeking more kind of it's thing. True. Like, do you remember the first lyrics like you wrote? Yes. Um, I had a lyric that goes, some girl gave me shiners. I went, shiners his head. I don't know what I was, oh, why, really? <laughs> I don't know why I had these lyrics at this age. I think I was probably like 12. Yeah. I can only remember the first four bars. It goes, some girl gave me shiners. I went, ooh. Next thing you know, my tings went blue. <laughs> went to the doctors. What should I do? All because I'm black, I won't help. So I must have known about racism. Yeah. I said, all because I'm black, I won't help you. Yeah. What? Took off my jacket. That's all I remember. Yeah, but yeah, I must have started hell. fighting the doctor. Like, young age, right? <laughs> Yeah. And I'm a kid. I don't know yeah. where that came from. Yeah. But at that time, that was so ahead. I remember like that yeah, reaction yeah. you had. Imagine me saying that then. Yeah. Like, like I remember yeah. there's a kid um who I got brought up with. Like he, I don't know if you've heard of MC Smiley. No. So like he was like a big MC and he was like 12 and he wrote this song and it went yeah. like viral. But back in viral back in them days was like send me on Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like he 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 did this like he did this song and everyone like shared it and everybody knew him within like the Manchester area. Yeah. I think it got like a million views on YouTube. Is as well. it? Like, yeah. But it's it's mad, isn't it? Like, yeah. like some people like from that young from age. Young yeah. age, yeah, definitely. What definitely. kind of, what kind of music do you listen to now then? Oh I listen to everything now. Yeah. I've doubled back. I've done yeah. my history. I've done my homework. I listen to all the classic hip hop albums. I listen to every genre and I got my um, Apple Music subscription. So like as soon as something comes out, I go listen to it straight away. Even if it's just that one listen, I can listen to it because I've got the access to it. I just go listen to it. I listen to everything. I like, um, I don't know if you've heard of Asake. He's an Afrobeats artist. He's incredible. He's about to do the O2 this summer. He is amazing. Um, rap wise, I listen to everyone. Little Sims, um, Koji Radical, Nines' album just came out. Yeah. Pot of Paper's album is phenomenal. Um, Rex Free 2, Avelino just dropped an album. Gets his album. I listen to everything. I have to listen to everything because I want to know like, yeah, what's going on. What's and going th- on? And the thing with you, like, you go by the, the, the stage name Shocker. Yes, yes. Can we talk about that, like, the, about the name and then we'll get to the music? Like, yes, where did so that come about? Shocker, Shocker was a name that was like hovering over my head since a young kid. I still don't even remember how I even got it. Yeah, I yeah. think from what I remember, there's two reasons. When we was younger, when we were dancing, it used to yeah. be called Shocking Out. 
Oh, really? Yeah, they'd be like, oh, he's shocking yeah, out. Yeah, 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 that was a tag in that. So I used to love dancing. That's one reason. Number two, I used to say the most shocking things. Like, in cussing, I used to get in cussing matches a lot. Yeah. And I used to say the wildest things about people's mum. So I think people, had that name people's stuck. Yeah. yeah, because we used to cuss each other's yeah, parents. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. remember the cussing yeah, matches? Yeah. I used to say the wildest shit. And then, um, as I got older, I wanted to redefine it. Because I was like, right, cool. I got this name hanging over my head. It needs to, I'm older now. It needs to make sense. And we need to go on a serious mission. And then um, I, I found that acronym for it, which is Spiritual Healer Others Can Know is around. That's what it means. Shocker. And that means the more I do podcasts like this, the more I'm open, the more I'm vulnerable. And I tell my story, other people around me can see that example and want to do the same thing themselves. And that just, I it just as soon as they thought of it, I was like, yes, that's me. That's what I do. Yeah, that's yeah. who I am. Oh, and then like clicked, like. it just clicked. And then another another meaning for shocker is because um, I've always wanted to shock my friends, my family in the world in a positive way yeah. with my life though. Like what I was saying to you, yeah. I would want like at the end of my journey, I would want that like, my friends, my family, everyone that knew me to look at my story and be like, that was crazy. Yeah. That man went on like, oh, he had a wild experience in this life. Your like music career, did it start off with Marvel Group? Was that the first bit of like success? You Marvel, could say? yes, yeah. yes. Can that's why I got the that? tattoo on my shoulder. Yeah. Marvel was like, that's just, when things got really real. Where did you meet them guys? Like, I met Double S in school. Yeah, Double S was like a star from young though. You know, like how you said the kids that people were sending their f- songs on their phones in the yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. He was one of those kids oh, really? in our area. Like yeah, everyone yeah. was sending his phone, it, yeah. sending his songs around, and like we had this um, rave, like this party that we used to go to that we couldn't even get in, be snuck into. Not yeah. only did he get in at that young age, he was on the stage performing, and everyone in was going crazy everyone, yeah, in front of everyone. So I met him from young. We went to the same school, and then Vertex. One of my friends went to school with Vertex and brought me to his house one time, yeah. but I didn't really know him. So I just ended up in this guy's house because he had a little studio in his house. But then I met him again. He was, um, cause he does filming and videos and oh, yeah, editing. Yeah, yeah. So I asked him to do my cover for my little promo four tracks CD I did. Yeah. And like he did it. And then um, we became like great friends and he asked me to be in the group and then we just went on world domination. Just That's mad. So you, got signed, you got signed by a record. Yes, label, we got yeah. signed by a label called Risky Roads. Yeah. There's a, um, in the grime scene, there was this, they used to have, there was a period where like everyone was doing DVDs. Yeah. You take a camera and go to each person's area and just film the sickest MCs from that area. But there was this big DVD out of all the DVDs called Risky Roads. Is this like before SBTV? Yeah. yeah. It was before SBTV. Yeah. SBTV was probably... The Michael Jackson of the DVDs that like he no not even Michael yeah Michael yeah because Michael took yeah, it to yeah. the yeah Jamal took it to the next level yeah um so this Risky Rose guy got some investors from some billionaires investing him millionaires whatever they was and they invested in him and we was the first act that he signed and yeah he signed us in 2010. Do you remember getting signed? Like beautiful, that beautiful. We got signed in Tottenham in Costa, outside <laughs> Costa. And we signed it. We didn't know what we were signing. I don't think we were prepared for what was going to happen, but we signed it and we thought, yeah, all that. Because we put in a lot of work. Yeah. Was you like supporting like Chipmunking? Yes. Yeah. That was after we signed. Yeah. After we signed, we got asked to go on the Chipmunk tour. Then we went on tour with Chipmunk. Then we went on tour with Diversity. I watching Chipmunk like when I was, yeah, I actually he went was... seen him live when I was like six, Where did you see him? Manchester. Yeah. You might, you imagine. You was might... it the same tour? Was it the Shine Shine tour? I don't know what tour no. it was. Yeah, he was like, Chip's been a star. Chip's been a star for a very long time. I've seen Chipmunk's whole journey. So he's he's someone I really like respect. I Welcome really respect. To, yeah. I really respect. Is he still producing music now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just dropped something like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he dropped something a couple of weeks ago. But that's what I'm saying. The music thing is like, it's, it's for someone like him that's been in this game for over 10 years, you have one to respect time, it. Because yeah, yeah. usually you have like one year and you're out. Some people have six months. Some people have one song. And then that's it. And that's it. So what I would advise... And that's the artist, worst as well. Imagine getting that one bit of success and then thinking like, this is me yeah, sorted. Yeah. And then like it being taken away from you. Yes, that's like, what I experienced. Mental health. Yeah, yes. well, yeah. That's what I experienced. So you had this amazing success mm-hmm. and then the label dropped you. I mean, yeah, when you went through that, I mean... Yeah, the label dropped yeah. us after the single. And it's funny because I'm cool with them now. Yeah. Like everything's come full circle yeah. beautifully. Like... Um, the guys that signed us was called Mark and Dean. Me and Mark are like, 
bud tight now. And I got to speak to him about it. Like, why did he drop us? Like, what happened? And he said, we ran out of money, which I never knew that at the time. Yeah. I just thought like, that, yeah. yeah, like. Did you thought, question yourself? Like, am I good enough? Like, yeah. I went through all emotions. Like, yeah. I went to hospital for fuck's sakes. So that means like I must have driven myself insane mentally. Literally, yeah. I went through like all emotions. So like, I was thinking, was we not good enough? And I remember them saying at the time that like all the labels just want double S instead of us. So that was yeah. playing and I was thinking, oh fuck, like um, I didn't want him. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. what about us? Like, that's that's the first thing. Like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. envy of that and the jealousy of that. Yeah. And like um, also the fear of like, what am I going to do? Because I never had GCSEs. I never, I wasn't. I couldn't get Probably a job. Scary, not like, like you say, what, what am I going to do next? From yeah, that? like where and do like, I go from here? Because yeah. this is the only thing, this is the only thing I've ever been good at yeah. in my life. You're passionate about it. To yeah, an yeah, excellent yeah. level, do you know what I mean? To a level that I can show it off to other people and they'll be impressed. Everything else, I failed at. Failed at school, um, failed at making things do, or whatever. Do you feel like that was the first part where you was like, your mental health like, yes. deteriorated from that? Yes, yeah. that was my first... Up until that point, I look, like what I said, I had a beautiful childhood. Up until that point, everything was like smooth, yeah. going up, smooth, girls, clothes, yeah, yeah. class clown. When you're the class clown in school, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. only later <laughs> on in life that yeah, like you yeah. become the clown. Yeah, but in yeah. school, like you're the cool. Like everyone, feel, yeah, yeah. when you everyone come in class, it. everyone's like, yeah, yeah. shut his head. Do you know what I mean? The class is going to be yeah, lit. Buzzing, yeah. yeah, but do you know what I mean? So like that was my first experience of like, whoa. Where do I go from here? Yeah. Where do I go from here? Why am I doubting myself? Up until that point, I don't think I ever, I don't remember doubting myself when I was younger. Yeah. I remember like anything I wanted to do, if I wanted to do, you just do it, I yeah. just do it. That was the first time I doubted myself. Like, am I good enough? Where do I go from here? Um, that was the period where like everyone was going to university as well. And like, I was just at home doing nothing. Do you know what I mean? And like, I come from an African background and they're really serious about like, Education. Education and your yeah. future. So imagine me just roaming around the house every yeah. single day when my mum comes in. What was they what is she was she pushing you to do? My mum didn't or is she happy with you finding out what it is? Yeah. 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 My mum just wanted me to do something. Yeah. I don't remember my mum ever like pushing me to be like a doctor or like yeah. my mum, I think I don't think she thought that far. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even because she had two miscarriages before me. Oh shit! All right. So just her having a child, I think she. I I don't know. I'm putting words in her mouth. Yeah. I don't know, but this is what I think. I think she might have just thought, "Fuck! I'm happy to have a child. I've lost two. I've got one. Whatever he does, he does." Do you know what I mean? I don't think she that like, intentionally wanted to craft out like. She will be happy like, and that's like obviously she spoiled you like. Yeah. yeah do you know like, what I mean? You, like, so just hoping like yeah. that's why she probably took me boarding school. Let me see if I can give him the best education just hope that springs into like something so like yeah i was lucky in that front because if she did have a set intention for me that would have been way more pressure was there anyone you could like turn to in these like really dark moments after being dropped by the label do you do you remember anyone you could turn to and like speak about this and be like look i'm down like obviously everyone's going to uni like do you know what i had so much people around me but I just never had the maturity to reach out. But if I could go in a time machine and go back now, I probably would have spoken to Double X or spoken to Vertex or spoken to my friends and said, How are you look what do you look think of this? Like us being dropped and like us spending this whole year not knowing what we're doing. Like, because I've never spoken to them about it. Like they just got on with it. Like, do you know what I mean? But it, everyone's wired differently at the end of the day. So they might have not seen it as a big deal the way I saw it. Yeah. And I think even like back then, it's only recently like more of my like guy friends are like speaking up about like their mental health and like that was like a taboo field. back then yeah the stigma was massive so even if i i don't think i would have spoken to them because it was seen as weak yeah and weird, and and imagine this is where i was fucked even more is because i was seen as the cool guy so this is where the cool your, yeah, yeah this is where the cool guy plays against you and most of the cool guys will know this that i'm talking about you can't be seen as the guy that's got problems. You're the cool one. Do you know what I mean? And now I don't want to be the cool guy anymore now. I want to be the human guy. I want to be the guy that like has his good times, has his down times, the guy that can be vulnerable, the guy that can, do you know what I mean? I don't want to be the cool guy. The cool guy gets boxed in the corner because when times get really hard, you can't show it. Yeah. You can't show it. When was the lowest point for you, do you, do you feel? Um, in the part of your life, like got, kind of going through it? Oh... Uh, 
the lowest point was the sectionings. I think each section was like a new low, if you know what I mean. If we talk about that, yeah. Like, Did, if I was honest, like, yeah, I didn't even know what section it was. Yeah. yeah, most people don't. I didn't know what it was. I was. I thought this would be a stupid question to ask you, but I, I honestly, like. I had to like Google it. Like, yeah. yeah, I didn't know what a sectioning was. It was foreign to me. I just, I didn't know it as a sectioning. I knew it as like, you go crazy. Like he went mad. That's what we call it in the ends, in the area. I didn't know there was a place you go to and there's like a bunch of them there. And like, it's like a jail for people that like, I had no idea until you go and it's like a shell shock. What was that moment like when? When, um, I did, I, when I first, when they first took me onto the ward, I didn't know that I was there. I just thought I was in like this place and then I'm going to leave in like half an hour oh, really? until I tried to leave. And they won't let you. And they won't let me. And then I wrestled with the um, nurses and they injected me. And then I woke up in this room with like no clothes on and my mom looking through the flap saying, you're going to be all right. Don't panic. And then. Um, why, why did you get such in like. Because I had a breakdown. I had a big breakdown. I came home just, screaming yeah. and shouting and they called the ambulance for me. And then I ended up getting sectioned and then um, I spent five days there. It was quick the first time. And then I got sectioned two years later. It was every December. It was like a similar, running similar, similar situation. Similar situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came home and I just... Because um, I remember you spoke about like being on like a lot holiday and like the drinking. That was the third time. Yeah. I've been sectioned four times. The last time was last year. Yeah. And before that was like a six year gap. What do you do when you're there? Like do you Nothing. That's what makes it even worse. Was, Not yeah. only has my thoughts brought me in here, but now you brought me into a place and where you've left your me. Thoughts? You've left me with my thoughts <laughs> in a wild surrounding with Is other people that's battling their thoughts. There's people walking up and down the corridor just talking to themselves. Then you got then you got nurses rushing to someone's room and you're like, what happened? What happened? They're like, oh, he cut. We tried to commit suicide. We have to get him. It's just a wild environment. Nah, yeah. Like I always say to people, if I spent any longer than two weeks there, I understand how your mind will like. Yeah, yeah I understand yeah, how change. people get lost in that world. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I understand. I've got people you've that been there and you've experienced I it. I get yeah. it, man. I've got people that's been there and they come out and they're never. You probably know people. They're never the same. Like, oh, I've lost my mate. I get it. Cause it's one of those places that like, if you stay, and there's people that's been there for like, I spoke to someone the other day that spent seven months there. Another person I know spent two years in there. You're, you're, do, do, you, do you speak to people like? like you do, that, but it's not a regular conversation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you do speak to people, but how, I didn't how really. Do you, how do you get out then? No, like the, they have to feel like you're well enough to get out. Yeah. The longer, the it's more. Scary, isn't it? It's like, frightening. Yeah. It's Because imagine of, if they, you're all right in your head, but they don't think, that then you've got to stay. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the most frightening experiences. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. The ambulance journey there. Um, um, Is there anything you're taking away from that? That journey? I mean, being in hospital. Yeah. Like, such, like, um, I learned so much. What's one thing I really learned? I learned how easy, I learned that we're all a thought away from being tipped over the edge. Yeah, we're all a thought away. There's a particular thought that if you dwell on it long enough, it can send you there. Lit everyone though, no one is exempt. Un unless you're walking around with no head on your shoulders. You've said before like, people from all different backgrounds, ethnics, like. Yes, that's what changed my whole white, music, changed like everything. Everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone was in there. I saw the Jewish kid with the hat. What the fuck are you doing in there? Yeah. Like, what tipped you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just you like, just presume that, like, yeah, like, no one's ever going to experience that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's in there for different problems. Do you feel we all stigma around. around that? Like, what do you mean? Like, if you being like, I've been sectioned, do you feel like some people will be like, maybe because they, yeah. they're not aware of it? Kind of of course there yeah. is. Of course there is. Like, of course there is. Of course there is because there's probably a lack of awareness. Like there if is. they don't know anything about it, then they're gonna come to their own consumptions. Yeah. Which there isn't is. always right, yeah. There is. And it's like we are um we are naturally on the edge of each other. Naturally. So for you to meet some because naturally, like me just seeing you on the street and you come up to me, I'm naturally a bit afraid because I don't know who you are. And then not only while we're talking, when you come up to me, you tell me that you've been sectioned. So now I'm thinking, mm, do you know what I mean? Like, is he going to flip out at any moment? Or like, 
Do you know what I mean? Like, and then like, then you say you got a diagnosis like schizophrenia, which is like the highest one on the list. Obviously, you've got anxiety, depression, but schizophrenia is the dangerous one. That's the one where like, they can just flip out and like, yeah, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, the stereotype is really real. And I get scared. And I've been, if anyone's been around patients, I've been around the most. Yeah. And I get scared. I see people on the street sometimes and I, see them talking and I'm looking for their headphones. Like, is he, do you know what I mean? Is yeah. he on his phone? Or <laughs> yes, like, is he, yeah. Am I, is it, do, I mean, I'm, tra- oh, yeah. I'm traumatized by it. Not because I'm judging them, but it's just, it's just, it's, tra- it's scary. Yeah, it's like trying yeah. to keep yourself safe. Yeah, it? like yeah, yeah. it's a natural response to keep yourself safe. Yeah. And I've been around that the most. So I can't imagine for like other people. Which have like, yeah, been through that. I mean. Which have been through that or been around that environment yeah, or yeah. see people like that. It's scary. Yeah. But they, but what, what, this is why I try to do the podcast is what I'm trying to encourage people to do when they see people like that. And even this is a message for myself is like, try to ask yourself how they arrived at that point. How did they get to that point? Was it something they was born with? Is it in their DNA? Is their whole bloodline like that? Because some things are like in your bloodline yeah. or um, did something happen in their life? Like was they married and they took the kids and got, like I saw a story today on Made You, do you know Made You Think? The Instagram page? No, no, no. There's an Instagram page called Made You Think It's Proper Sick. And he said something, um, he said that, he posted, not he said, he posted something. And this Muslim guy was saying that he spoke to a guy that sleeps underneath the bridge, homeless guy. Okay. And he said, how did he get here? And he said, the homeless guy said that he had a wife and three kids. He used to come home every day and look forward to hearing their voice. His kids say, daddy, daddy, when he gets in. One day he came home and he... No one ran to him to say, daddy, daddy, but he didn't think nothing of it. Maybe they're doing something. Yeah. So he went upstairs, got changed, whatever. Then he got a phone knock on the door from police saying, ah, oh, you need to come to the hospital. He said, I'm not coming unless you tell me why. Why do I need to come to the hospital? He said, your whole family was in an accident. No one survived. And then he said, I can't stay in this house anymore. I can't bear coming home and not hearing daddy, daddy. So he just yeah. started living underneath a um, bridge. Yeah. You will never know that no, story yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you talk to him. That's what I mean. It's like I'm starting that conversation. Like, it's yeah. so important. It's so important. Yeah. Conversation can save so much. And all these personal experiences have now kind of led back into your music. Can we talk yes. about like self-love and that the whole yes. story behind that? Yes. Self-love. Um, that happened in 2000. And I got signed for the song in 2018. But that journey started from 2016. When I got section, when I got section the third time in 2016, and the doctor said that I need to do something to help myself because you've come in here a lot twice already for your age. I was like 27, whatever. So I started like researching other people, and which was really difficult because even till today, I don't know anyone that's been sectioned four times like me with schizophrenia and is like out here doing podcasts and TED Talks. So I'm like pioneering that lane. But I was looking for like examples and like, and a girl posted a book from a woman called Louise Hay called You Can Heal Your Life. And I was like, is that book good? And she said, yeah. And I was like, I'm buying it. Because I was buying every book at the time. I just wanted to learn more. And I bought this book from Louise Hay. And she spoke about self-love in a way that I've never heard it before. Normally when I hear about self-love, I hear um, bubble baths and, you know, fly out to a different country or um, get a spa or like get a facial. That's what self-love is. Pampering yourself. She was like, it's none of that. Self-love is how you speak to yourself. You can pamper yourself but talking negatively while you're pampering yourself. So nothing's really changed. She goes, how you talk to yourself, if you can change that internal dialogue, you will experience little miracles. That's what she called it. She goes, when you you know you're healing yourself when little miracles start occurring in your reality. And she was right. As soon as I started, because I had the worst internal dialogue. I was calling myself a devil at one point because of being sectioned and what I've experienced. And like, I was saying... You can imagine that like, the craziest things I'm saying to myself. As soon as I changed that internal dialogue and I started saying like I'm a champion and now you're great and you're special, you're unique, you're one of one. Ah, oh, look how well you. And also another thing that's important is wins, even if they're small wins. Take it, yeah, embrace it. Yeah. People just focus on the big wins, not knowing that like but the small wins build. They or, build because yeah, yeah, when yeah. they when they when you get to like ten small wins, yeah. your mind starts associating you with winning. Your mind starts saying that even when you go to do a task, your mind starts, before you've done it, your mind says you're going to win again. <clears throat> and up until that point, I was on a losing streak. So it was hard to like switch over because like even if I get one win, my mind would be like, that was a fluke. You know, you're going to go back to losing again. 
Do you know what I mean? So it was weird because I went on a winning streak in the beginning. Remember, like, as a kid, the Marvel situation, winning, winning, winning. Yeah. Then, like, I got dropped and lost my house, lost my girl, got yeah. section. Went on this losing streak. But then, luckily, that memory bank of winning helped yeah. me because I tapped back into it. I was like, nah, I went on tour. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's good to have a healthy so memory bank. You back up, yeah. And then like I started winning again. Yeah. And then I changed my self-image. So what if it's in the in the mindset? In, so in important. The, yeah. So important. And then um, I started changing my internal dialogue and I got these little miracles, TED Talk, yeah. headline show. Um the TED Talk, I thought you was incredible. Like how you worked the audience, yeah. even how you started it with the whole poetic. Yes, yes, That's yes. Mad. Yeah. yeah, that was my first. That's like, inspiring, man. Like, honestly, like I wish I could be that as confident <laughs> yeah. as you on stage. I, I it's it's it. just it's just. Um, Do you feel nervous when you get up? Or, I mean, imagine you got a bit of nerves, but yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think it's um it's something I'm naturally meant to do. It's something I'm naturally meant to do because I'm I don't I don't talk that much off mic. Unless I'm with like people I really know, I'm kind of I'm a real introverted person. Like after this, obviously, this I got a show I'm going to, but then I'm going straight home. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that goes home before the night ends. Like I'm a proper introverted person. But when when I come onto things like this and I'm on the stage, yeah, I know it's my vocation because like I just come alive. That's where Shocker's birth. That, now I know like Shocker's definitely my alter ego. Yeah. I know the difference between Shocker and Kenneth. Kenneth is like. Quiet, quiet yeah. and he's the one that doubts himself and he's the one that like that's the name that was calling me when I was section Kenneth come get your medication Kenneth your auntie's <laughs> here to see you do you know what I mean he's like yeah. the proper human person it's probably good that you've got the shock like you know what I mean like yeah. you, can, you can jump into it yeah definitely I, like tap into Kenne- yeah, yeah. I tap into Kenneth when like I'm writing so all those human emotions and those songs that self love that's Kenneth's character I'm trying to build up but Shocker's the one that's got the confidence to say it to the world. Yeah. If there weren't no Shocker, those would just be lyrics. Words on the paper, yeah. Yeah, that would just be lyrics that no one would get to hear because Kenneth doesn't have the confidence to say it to the world. Yeah. So I'm basically like, Shocker's telling Kenneth's story. Like, do you know what? I'm going to be bold enough to say it for you. Do you know what I mean? So so you've got a new album coming out in September? Yes. No, not album. I've got a book. Book. Sorry, I just September. finished my album. Yeah. The album, I don't know when that's coming out yet. I'm still trying to get this situation yeah. I was telling Could you about. With with the music, with the obviously we can't discuss everything about obviously mm-hmm. the new album. Mm-hmm. But is there some songs in there which you're like really proud of, yes. which kind of yeah. digs deep? The to, album's to called Vulnerability is the new call. Yeah. The album's called Vulnerability is a new call. I'm proud of it. It's called Vulnerability is a new call because um um I realised that mental health is not something that is displayed on your body. It's not like a sickness. Like if someone's ill you can be like, oh, you're losing weight. You should go to the hospital. Whereas with mental health, I can be sitting here right now as charismatic as I am. I might have been thinking about suicide two minutes ago. You won't know. So the only way we can help people is to make them comfortable to understand how cool it is to be vulnerable and say how you're feeling. So I said, you know what? What's the best way to do that? By leading my example. So with my album, I just shared my most. There's certain things you're going to call me in the album. Like, fucking hell, because you went deep on that one. But I did that because like, I want people to know that you can do this it can be received well. It can touch people and that will inspire other people. Is that going to be like tough it. to talk, like sing that or rap about it when you're on stage? Like, nah, because it's yeah. my truth. It's yours truth. And I've yeah. accepted it. It's only tough when you haven't accepted it. Yeah. If you haven't That's owned it, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you've owned it and accepted it, then yeah. it's not tough anymore. Yeah. Because I thought, you know, I'd bring you back them emotions. Like, like well, imagine once you're on stage and you've done it a few times. Yeah. Like, it's the like book tough, yeah. is what's tough. Yeah. The book, because we see with music, there's a beat behind it. People might not even be listening to the lyrics. They like the beat. Where they're singing the words along yeah. to you. Whereas mu- um, the book is like acapella. Like yeah. it's quiet. My aunties and uncles and friends have yeah. to read the book. Do you know what I mean? And so that's took you two years. No, the book took me five months. Five the months, album yeah. took me three years. Three, three years. years yeah, the yeah. album took me three years. Yeah. So the book, so it's like a, a different, the book is different size. The album is basically yeah. the the audio version is the music version yeah. of the book, but the book's just got more intricate things that I couldn't squeeze onto the album. The yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. It's got like little, Look. like when I got sexy the first time and I pushed my mum, not because, not on purpose, but yeah. I wasn't in the right state of Head mind, space, yeah. and she tried to come up to me to say something, and I pushed her. Yeah. 
I couldn't put that. Do you know what I mean? That that's in the book. Yeah, I couldn't put that into like the song because like, song people can take things out of context. Yeah, you know, exactly. With, like, oh, short like, form yeah. content now, like the amount of times like people yeah. can just take a snippet of something. Yeah, and then, like so that's in the book. It yeah. It's little things that's in the book. Yeah, what what would you say your proudest achievement is so far? I mean, you've done so much. So oh, I imagine God. it's gonna be a tricky one, mate. Probably the TED talk, you know, because that's the one people always mention to me out yeah, of yeah, everything. Yeah. How many average, views has that got now? Like it's what? not got a lot of views. It's not got a lot of views, but like, it's just such a powerful thing. Yeah. The views don't even matter. I'm proud of my Marvel days. The Marvel days is, I'm so proud of it. I'm yeah. so proud of it. The amount of people we touched. Um, Someone stopped me yesterday saying, oh my God, Marvel, Marvel FM2, I was locked in. Like, um, um, cause I've learned so much as well. I can now go back to the Marvel thing and see what we was doing right without even knowing it, which was sick. Cause that my career is more calculated. Like I know, I look up to Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. So their careers are like blueprints to what I'm doing. So it's like, I know where I'm putting my next foot just by watching them. Marvel, we was the first group like us. There wasn't a black trio like us. So we was literally like paving the way. Paving the way so I look at the steps show. we made and I'm like, oh my God, we put the right foot yeah. there and the right foot there and going on Chipmunks tour and then skeptic was like carving our own lane. And then like, um, obviously Seth Golden that I mentioned to you, yeah. he's got a fury called the Purple Cow Fury. And he says like, if you was going to a farm and there was like different cows, brown cows, 50 brown cows, and then there was one purple one, you will tell your friends, oh my God, there's a purple cow. I've never seen that before. And you'll take pictures of it. So he was like, everyone that's successful in their field, you'll notice that they're the purple cow of their field. They're like the only one doing that thing they're doing. So like you, the allergies, or you're like the purple cow. Like if, if, if anyone's looking for allergies, they'll look for you. If anyone's looking for a young black male that's talking about mental health or schizophrenia, they'll find me. Like my inbox is always filled and it's a beautiful feeling. My managers, my manager hit me up today. Oh my God, this has come through. Do you want to do it? Do you know what I mean? Because like, I'm the one of one in that space. Now I know that, it made me reflect back to the Marvel journey. I'm like, oh my God, we was the one of one. Yeah. That's why like all those dots was clicking. But I didn't know that. If I knew it's that, I would have told yeah, us yeah. to like keep going because like eventually it's going to click for us because we're the yeah. only one doing this. But we didn't know that. So we were trying to fit in with everyone else. Yeah. Like, oh, why do we stand out? We want to be like them. It's so, a massive um, learning curve. But I mean, without that experience and you can't- I wouldn't have yeah, known, yeah. So now I actually know now, what yeah. a purple cow is. So I knew how to make myself a purple cow and what I was doing. Or even to aim to be a purple cow. Yeah. If I didn't know that, I would have just wanted to just put out music and just yeah. be like everyone else. But like, um, I found a way to stand out again and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah there's nothing better than that. Yeah. I just want to touch upon about how you met kind of Byron and yeah. kind of help him out and obviously like the young kids and the skill. Can we talk about- That's sick that you yeah. mentioned Byron as well. Cause like, that shows that you've been following what's going yeah. on because that was really current. That was like a couple recently, months ago, yeah. recently, yeah. A woman called Siobhan hit me up. She found out about me from a girl called Whitney that I know. And um, Siobhan hit me up and asked me if I wanted to come down to this like center and talk to these kids that's like going through a hard time. So I said, yeah, why not? Went down there and there was this kid called Byron that I met and who showed me his lyrics and I read the lyrics and I was like, I was so impressed that like that he had age. that level of vulnerability. How old was he? Like? He's Byron is like, 14, yeah, 14, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I could have, my lyric, you heard my lyrics, some girl gave me shiners, I would yeah, do. Yeah. I mean, he was talking Different, about like, yeah, yeah. his thoughts in his mind and all this shit. And I was like, oh my God, he's so advanced for his age. Like he's got potential. And I just, I saw something in him. And then um, I I raised money for like a lot of people on Instagram. I tried to anyway. Yeah. Like if I see a GoFundMe, I like, I was like, I always say to my supporters, it always starts with, if you want to do a good deed, here is a chance. Yeah. So I was like, let me bring this to my supporters. Cause yeah. I was like, what do you need? And he was like, I need a laptop or a home set up so I can record more. Yeah. And then I said, all right, cool. I brought it to my supporters and said, yo, let's help this guy called Byron get a laptop, get a studio. The money got raised in like two days, 500 pounds. And then, um, yeah, I got called the other day to give him an award. And yeah, I was like, I, I, was like I would love to. And I gave him an award and got him on he stage got the money, he got yeah. him on stage. So that was sick. It must be amazing to help like, the, like, the younger kids. Like, yeah, and they must like, look up to you for like, everything you, you've achieved. And they're definitely. Like, it's like you're planting seeds because it's like, yeah. you never know what they're going to become. 
Byron might turn out to be like a fucking multi-millionaire or like yeah. this big inspiration and like I might get a call randomly some like shocker there's a car downstairs for you I'm like from who Byron I'm like yeah. Byron you, you never know it's all these like touch points you yeah. can have in people's eyes and, and that's like, what you, I want that's what I want circles, my legacy yeah. to be yeah I wrote about it in my book I want my legacy to be like little ripple effects of like everyone that I gave time to or I helped out or I was like their first guest. That's why I don't yeah. mind being people's first guest because yeah. you'll never forget that. Yeah. You know I mean, everyone wants to be some, ah, oh, get me on your show when you've got 10,000 followers. Like, yeah. But they've already built their thing. It's yeah. not special anymore. Do you know what I mean? I want to be at that point where like there was debating if they had the confidence to do it or yeah. who, who, if I can even get a guest and then they yeah, see someone are. like me and think, could I even get him? He's got a blue tick or he's got, yeah. would he do it? And then I- I had the same thing. Like, that's yeah, what like I'm 20, saying. 20,000 followers. You know like, I mean? say, like, is he going to see the message? That's what I'm yeah. saying. And then I say, yes. And yeah. that drive, it gives them like, oh, Straight away, you send the voice note. I was like, yeah. Like, that's what amazing. I'm saying. That's it. sick. Yeah. That's yeah. sick. So that's what I want my legacy to be. Like yeah. so many like stories yeah. of people saying like, yeah, like- Mate, and it'll come back around in, yeah. in some way or Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's a great legacy to have. I got that from um, DMX. DMX has passed away. Was it last year? Has it been a, or longer than that? Might be long. I'm not too, I, yeah. I think it's been a, DM, when DMX passed, everyone was like posting, someone posted a video of like them in traffic and they saw him and he was like dancing on the street. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean, just these little yeah, moments, moments that we would have yeah, never yeah. known yeah. if that didn't happen. Yeah. So I would want people to like be posting yeah. different clips of like, oh, Shocker came to my house. Yeah, like, done this. It was yeah, random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, I saw him like, that'd be sick. Yeah, no, that's yeah. amazing. Honestly, Shocker, it's been amazing. So yeah have you on to kind of share Pleasure. your story and honestly like everything like you've been been through and like honestly all the best with like the album and the book yeah you know, and the all album. these amazing we've got to talk things about that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. get you back on in yeah, like definitely. a year's time or yeah. six months time like definitely if anyone wants to kind of follow you or kind of find out about obviously your music or your instagram would you like to share that on the podcast yes my instagram is shocker underscore artist my twitter is the same thing shocker underscore artist and um that's all you need to know. Yeah. Those are the main two places to get me. Instagram yeah. mainly, my whole journey yeah, yeah. is on Instagram. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. Honestly, I appreciate you, it so much. And yeah, thank you again, mate. Love. Sweet, yeah.